Welcome to the Eating Cast. I am Chris. And I'm Vincent. And today we got Ruben back, you know, the comedian, actor. There we go. And your number one supporter if you run an OnlyS fan. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, Ruben. What's up, bro? Man, what's up, guys? What's up, guys? I wish we could be eating tacos. I know, man. I'm just talking it up, but you know, I guess this will do for now. Definitely, you know it's crazy if, if anyone watched our or listened to our podcast with you the last time we were so positive we were so optimistic bro <laughs> <laughs> we were like we were like yo I, I, we still got shows we still got stuff lined up and then never mind you're the next post i oh, saw from ruben was bro everything got canceled <laughs> it was <laughs> bro it was uh because you guys remember that game i would you, this wasn't the only podcast i was invited to that day i had another one yep, and just yep. hearing both of it just both of those bro i was like what the fuck was i thinking like <laughs> like bro i was like yeah no uh i still got three shows next week i ain't worried about it we good and boom just <laughs> like i woke up the next day yeah uh cancel uh yeah. cancel uh yep. cancel. And i was yep. like yeah yeah it was pretty wild that was like the yeah our last episode was literally right before Everyone was forced into quarantine. Yeah. So that's just, that's wild. <laughs> you know, when you think about it, it's like, oh, yeah, we're just joking about, yeah, dude, this is like, no worries, man. Like, we're going to figure something out, something out soon, you know? And we weren't really thinking that the world was going to go into like a, quarant- a self quarantine like this, where it's lasted several months now. It's, you know, uh, you know it's it's diff like you know like i said like we were just so optimistic and then for it to just slap us in the face like um, i don't know <laughs> how, how did yeah. you deal with it though like what you do what did you like what happened how did you try to bounce back or did you decide to sit back relax and kind of just i don't know cruise oh uh, no nah, no it's there's never any sitting back and relaxing bro because even during these time people so have access to their emails and you know you got to look at it from the business side of it like damn Everybody, every venue owner, every bar owner, every, all those, they're going to be scarfing for, for money as soon as it, they get the ability to. So what do you do? You still email them, you contact them. You Hey, as soon as we get into phase four, phase five, you know, you're able to have indoor seating. You're able to have up to 50 people. You're able to have up to 100 people. You have to, you know, so you look at it like you got to put yourself out there first. So I was doing a lot of emailing, just still connecting with venue owners, still connecting with producers and uh, mm-hmm. just still getting my name out there because i mean now i mean this saturday I, i'm gonna go up to shy city and i got a couple meetings with a couple bar owners already and see what we can do see what we can come out with but uh you know that's just the beginning of it you know because regardless um as soon as you know they get the ability to you know that's where everybody has to jump in here there's gonna be a lot of opportunity as soon as this opens up, because everybody's going to be hungry. We're all Bug hungry. Gates. We're literally hungry. You know what I mean? I'm always hungry. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But in this aspect, yeah, we're a lot, you know, the the, the alphas are ready to eat again. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, um, no, nah, I didn't take anything cruising. I mean, I've been uh, practicing my DJ spinning. I've been, I got a nice-ass camera now, so. Yeah. I'm gonna start shooting some photos here soon. Yeah. Okay. Just working on yourself and investing in yourself, huh? Yeah, I mean that's what it is, bro. I mean, you know, because I think I've—I'll be honest with you, bro. I looked at it because I remember everything I used, said I always wanted to do, and now I'm doing it. Like I literally one day said, 
man, it'd be so dope to be a DJ. Like three years ago, bro, like three years ago, I would just fuck around the guitar center. And now I'm looking at it, I'm like, damn, now I got a whole setup. And then, you know, when I got my camera, I remember when I was young, I always loved cameras. And I was like, oh, one day I'm going to own a camera. You know, they're looking at it, I go, now I got a camera. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, just we're making shit reality now. And it's, you know, it's pretty dope. So yeah. this this thing hasn't helped me back from, the only thing that's helped me back from obviously is from shows, but it hasn't helped me. It doesn't help me from growth, though. Mm-hmm. And that's hasn't definitely helped. something that's really, like, uh, dope and cool, right? Because, like, when you were younger, right, you were thinking about, like, oh, man, it'd be dope to start spinning, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it'd be, like, dope to, you know, start taking pictures. And then, like, now that, you know, we're here, you know, yeah. have this down, like, not really down, like, I guess you could say, like, you know, uh, social downtime, if you will, just because we can't really see each other uh, yeah. personally. So it gives you a lot more time to actually, you know, maybe pick up that camera that you bought, like, three months ago that, you know, you're like, oh, I'll save this for a rainy day, right? And I'll practice it. Or, you know, I got this DJ set. Or now it's time to actually invest in the DJ set to really start learning this new skill, right? Mm-hmm. Honing your skills and stuff like that, right? Sharpening your knives, right? So you're going to be the best chef there is. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then, uh, well, really today, I actually, we wanted you on, Ruben, to not only catch up, but talk about um, what the things that you shared recently about, you know, things going on in Pilsen and uh, the brown and black unity. Uh, during this entire movement, do you want to want to go give a little background about what happened, what sparked that, the little video post rant you did? Well, I mean, it goes off of what I like immediately saw. I mean, I immediately started seeing, uh, you know, black people uh, revealing or not revealing, but being honest. I mean, about the horror stories they've gone through, you know, and and you know, bringing up whites and whatnot. You can bring up whites as much as you want. Um, but when you see it's your own kind, that's when you're like, fuck, you know, what the fuck? <laughs> like, like you, you got to hold yourself accountable for that, too. I mean, you know, seeing that people posted, hey, whites aren't only the opposition. Mexicans are just as bad as well. And, um, you know, I looking at the horror stories and, you know, I'm like, damn. I mean, it's not like I was trying to, like, oppose that stat because it, it wasn't lying, you know. I've I've heard some shit and I've seen some shit and even to this day I still hear some bullshit here mm. and there, bro. you know, because I have so much black influence in my life. So a lot of motherfuckers, you know, try to say why you why you trying to act like now? Why you trying to? I never understood that. Like just because I dress a little different now, just because I have more style or I don't know. I really don't know what they mean by that because mm. I def- I defend black people so much. I, I, I'm always around them. I'm never around Mexicans. I'll be honest, I'm barely around Mexicans. Only time I'm around Mexicans is if I'm working. You know, mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. I'm always all my mentors, all my, my comedy manager. He's black. Mario Cannon, the dude that gave me the opportunity for his entertainment group. He's black. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The the production company that gave me my first paid comedy show, gave me my first paid com- movie role black owned you know what i'm saying like the shit that the the, the 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 amount of love that i get from the black community like like it just it's 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 crazy because mexicans wouldn't even give me half a quarter of that love and so for me to just sit back and not you know address it then it would be totally wrong because like i said 80 percent of my mentors and people that have spoken into my life and have grown you know to help me from my entertainment career to just being ruben yeah, it, it, it's a tremendous uh, effect on what they do. So, you know, 
and just sitting back and hearing all that shit. Like I had to adjust it because, and I'll be honest with you, I don't think that the Mexican community liked it too much. I think I didn't get a lot of good, uh, I now I didn't even get it. You know, I feel like if you're silent, you're agreeing with what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Mexicans didn't react to my video. <laughs> they didn't a uh, Mexican artist specifically because I attacked them too. I feel like as Mexican, a lot of Mexican artists, they don't say one fucking word. All they're so worried, they're they're worried about their career so much because they're we're already a minority in it, and you know, so they're trying, they're very silent on a lot of shit. They let like, no, nah, that's never gonna be me. That'll never be me. And uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't know, and and so for for me too, like I was learning, um, anti blackness existed in the Asian community, but I didn't know it was also a problem in the Mexican community. Yep, 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 and then that's uh, what I try to tell. You know, luckily I came. You know, I trust you, bro. I got the, like <laughs> going off of our last interview. I have the most amazing parents ever, and uh, they never, they were with the Mexicans, and they never taught. I never learned that from them. You know what I'm saying? The reason why I am is how, because of them. You know what I'm saying? The reason why I am so lovable towards black people, towards white. You know what I'm saying? Just me being lovable is because of them. They never, they never pointed out a single race. You know, they never. Nothing, you know, but other family members, I've heard shit from them. You know what I'm saying? And I've actually, <laughs> when I was over in Kansas City, bro, I had to correct the family member because he tried to say some shit. I'm like, nah, don't talk like that, bro. You guys are worse than, than they are. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, he was kind of stunned. And I was, you know, and I was like, nah, don't play that, bro. You know, even my dad said, like, yeah, don't be saying stuff like that around him. Like, his, his manager's black. His, you know, like, they, the Mexicans don't even help him that much. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he... Like, what I told my pops, I was like, dude, like, because he even asked me about it. So, hey, what was you, or, like, did someone say to you? Like, because he knows how much I love Mario. He knows how much, you know what I'm saying, all my homies are black. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so he just wanted to make sure I wasn't, I was good. You know what I'm saying? That I didn't have an altercation or nothing like that or, you know. So, yeah, it, it's it's definitely in the older, Me I'll be honest, in the older Mexican. It's the same thing here. I'm sorry. Uh, I know you hate this word, bro, but. It has like a boomer effect. The older generation, uh, the older generation says some bullshit, and some of the youth takes it on still. Wow, our generation though is gonna be the change, and it's so dope that we are gonna be the change for it. Um, there's still some people that have those boomer minds. Sorry again, I know you hate that word. Uh, Wait for me? No, you're <laughs> no, 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 it's me. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, Chris, Chris, yeah, I know he was like, yeah, I don't like that. I'm, like, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I use no, it no, no, it's fine. It's fine. Like in this context, though, like I, I, I can get the like the formality of it. Right. Because definitely yeah. because like addressing like, you know, the older generation, a.k.a. the boomer generation. Right. The generation that, you know, still live in a time. Right. Where minorities were still fighting for their civil rights. Yeah. Right? You know, where the, the unfortunately, you know, the black and minority groups still had to be in the back of the line or the back of the bus, right? We had to use our own separate, like, yep. you know, um, uh, water fountains, right? We had to line up different, different, uh, I should call it, lines in school, even though we're in the same grade or same class, you know? It's like when we're addressing those situations, it's like, yeah, it's, it's definitely an old thing, right? Like, our, our parents have that mentality. Like I'm, I'm assuming a lot of older generations like, yeah. of minority groups still have that mentality, but it's definitely showing that, you know, that mindset is not right. No. You know? Cause like 
our generation, right, where we're voicing our opinions a lot more, right? We're yeah. more able to like, you know, actually connect with one another with technology and actually hear that, oh, I wasn't the only one that was thinking that this is wrong, right? Now we're able to hear it like across the country, across the nation, across the world, globally, you know, that regardless of race, color, ethnicity, it's like, dude, we're all still one person. Dude. We're all people at the end of the day, you know, we're all people. Yeah, and that that's the thing I was trying to tell a lot of people, bro, is like, you go, I mean, like I said, like, it, it's the same shit, like, as it is white people, you know what I'm saying? A lot of old roots, and, and, and even then, though, I never understood it. I never understood it because when there was slavery going on and, and they ran away, you know where they went? They went to Mexico. Yeah. So when, when the Mexican-American War and all that was going on, we had soldiers that was black too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we, so n not being unified as much as we're supposed to be is weird, bro. I really, cause, cause I'll be honest, even when, when, when we're going through our own shit, you know what I'm saying? Like when we were going, trying to abolish ice man, mm -hmm. I saw a lot of black folk on the front line still with us. You know what I'm saying? So when this shit came up, it's like, we got to address it and we got to kill it because, our generation are not on that. Like, if you yeah. saw the, if you truly saw Little Village and Pilsen and all these, bro, we were fucking deep as hell, bro. Thousands of Mexicans and blacks, bro, just because we could show the unification. Like, you guys were walking bro, together, right? Yeah, and, and you know, like, like, we had to kill all that because our generation is gonna be the, the bro. Uh, you're gonna see so many mixed children in this in the next couple of years, bro. The next ten years, twenty years, mm -hmm. it's because we're killing all of the shit that that was before, and you gotta you gotta tear every like for 2020, bro. As a whole, it, it's been a shit year, but it's a year that was very much needed though for change. Mm -hmm. Everything needed to change, and with our generation, we know how to adapt. We know how to adapt with change. Psychologically, something is always changing during our time, bro. People back in the day didn't have that issue, bro. From the 90s, everything was the same. From the 80s, everything was the same. 70s, same. Bro, it's so much shit. It's changed in the past since 2015 to 2020, bro. Everything, bro. We've been having to adapt in so many different ways. And mm -hmm. now we're built different, bro. We're built to do the change. We're built to do the Wow. The, the older generation, they're getting triggered at everything because everything is so new. So psychologically, with us, change, some, sometimes change excites us to where other change, anxiety flares up. And there's nothing wrong with that because the unknown is definitely very scary. But something that I love about generation, everything, so we're, we adapt to it. We get scared a week or two, but boom. After that, we, we get it down, we figure it out. But no, the older generation who don't even know how to swipe up on an iPhone, they get bonkers, bro. <laughs> they don't know change. Everything was the same for 50, 60 years. And I don't know what these year, past five years. Right. And we right. just built it. Yeah, and uh, I have a couple of friends who asked me too, like, why should we stand up or speak up with the um, Black Lives Matter movement <clears throat> when no one stood up for us when COVID was happening? And I was like, well... Let's try to be a little, this was me being optimistic, right? I was yeah. saying, well, okay, so if they didn't, um, well, now, now, now people will know. 
So if something happens like that to us again or another minority group, people will know that it's their duty and responsibility to stand up for the other minority. And that, and then he was like, they kind of shut up. They're like, oh, I guess. Like, if you're trying to be hopeful and like that, then I guess, right? Yeah. That's, that's, that all, I'll be honest with you, bro, bro. That can be all that it takes to separate the minority groups, bro. Mm-hmm. That's literally it. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm, I'm so deep into this Black Lives Matter that <laughs> sometimes I be forgetting about my own stuff. You know what I mean? Because I'm just making sure our homies are good. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I know that they're going to show the love back and it's just going to be just a whole circle of love and, and um, you know what I mean? I'm just, uh, I just get pretty excited at every protest, bro. You see every walk of life together. And it's triggered. Like I said, it goes back to the older folk, bro. It triggers them. They don't want to see that shit. And they always say the media is trying to separate. No, the media is going to separate the racist. And they're going to expose the racist. And we're not, and we're going to find out who to not fuck with. To where we're gonna find out who should we should fuck with, mm-hmm. and that's hate when they say, "Oh, the media's trying." No, 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 no. These videos are coming up now because people are starting to not be scared to have a voice, bro. Everybody's wanting to be heard now, and now it's time for people to pay for being racist. People to pay, bro. My new my new kink is is uh, is, is people getting fired from their jobs for saying racist. Right? I love that's... that. I get boom. I get so horny when I hear that, bro. <laughs> I'm like, little, Jay, little Tom Jefferson losses. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> just really Tom satisfying. That's really satisfying, though. It's like when you, like, for instance, like, let's say you had, like, a gut feeling that this individual is, you know, like, a racist, but they don't, ex- they don't share it in the public, right? But then, like, something happens, you know, in their own private life, and then they get exposed for it. It's like, it's just so satisfying, right? Dude. Like, you got a gut feeling, right? Whether they're, like, you know, they they did something shady to you, you know, at work, or if it's just kind of like you know something that you know in the back of your mind, right? You're like something's not right, you know. And no, then like it, when that happens, like I knew it. Yeah, no, and yeah. that's dude. It's so dope. It's uh because it's the same generation that told us to watch what we post on the internet are the same people getting caught and fired for what they're saying on the internet, like yeah. bro. I, I I question, like, a lot of these people were teachers at one point telling us this shit, and they're doing it. Like, bro, like, this is... You know, you know what's mind-boggling? It, it, with all the exposing coming up, people are still saying shit, too, knowing that they're being recorded. You know it's what I mean? Because, like, they, they don't care, right? It's, it's, it, it goes in the, you know, I feel like it falls in the same line as, you know, it's like freedom of speech, right? It's like they, they have the freedom to have their own opinion and their own voice. Mm. regardless if they have you know ulterior you know motives or like opinions on certain things right like let's say this person is a racist at the end of the day they still have the they still also have the right to voice their opinions and their beliefs you know it sucks you know it's definitely sucks because it it does not work in our time but that's still their right Mm -hmm. at the end of the day you know yeah you know what i'll be honest with you though bro i'll be honest with you I, i i dislike when someone says something blatantly racist, yeah, and they try to cover it up, saying, "Well, we're yeah, all yeah, 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 yeah," and I'm like, "Bro, being racist isn't an opinion. You just have moral issues at this point. It, it's and and we're trying to and, and here's the thing: uh, that whole week, this first week, George Floyd passed away. 
I don't think I've have a, had another mentally fatiguing week other than that week. I was literally every day fighting with somebody, arguing with somebody. And you know what? That's the shit I had to do to, for, to, for itself to take its own trash out. You know what I'm saying? Did uh, you have to unfriend anybody? Me, personally? Uh, yeah, two or three. But but it's hard to get me to unfriend you. You know what I'm saying? But it was just people blatantly posting the most stupidest things ever, bro. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. Y'all know, bro, I, I lived in an area of central Illinois, bro. Confederate flags are a normal thing over there. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. being the minority there, bro, I couldn't. I couldn't point it out and be like, yeah, I, I fuck, like, fuck that flag. You know what I'm saying? Because people over there, oh, no, that's our heritage. Dude. <laughs> hey, dicker, dude. No, bro. You know what I'm saying? Not you know, that's, yeah, I that's freaky, it. though. It's like you come to, you come, like, you know, from central Illinois, right? Just several hours away. Yeah. And then you come to, like, Chai Town, right? It's like Boom. the atmosphere is, like, so <laughs> different. It's the weirdest bro, thing. Because they're in Bumblefuck nowhere. Bro, and here's the thing, though, bro. Like, it's funny because some a, a, a guy. I'm not even trying to. I'm not I even. I'm not capping, bro. My first. I was. I was almost homeless, bro. My parents moved because I didn't. I couldn't find a place to stay. This guy that I helped in high school because he was bullied. I was just like shield. No one fucked with me, and I defended him from the bullies, and they left him alone. And we've been good ass friends ever since. He gave me my first spot to stay at because he remembered that shit. And he is the one saying a lot of stupid shit right now. So it's not like I can kick him out of my life because at one point, me and him were starving together at one point. You know what I'm saying? So we understand each other from that aspect. You know what I'm saying? We grew together from that aspect because we starved together, literally, bro. We were sharing expired raisins type shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I have a specific, a specific, a different type of love for him because we went through it. But when it comes to talking about common sense in situations like this, bro, he tried to tell me that in America right now, it's it's the most difficult thing is to be a straight white male. And that blew me the fuck away for, for him to say something like that. And then for him to say that, you know, when, when we were talking about abolishing eyes, he said, um, nah, someone called him out as racist. No, I'm not racist. One of my best friends are Mexican, and he—I was that fucking Mexican friend. Ruben. And I was—I was like, "Don't do that! No, don't do that! I don't want to be that Mexican friend." Like, you know, how, like, some, you know how like some some white people would be like, "I have a black friend. I'm not right. racist." That black friend is probably like pissed as hell. Like, yeah. I, I, no. <laughs> like, not no. only that, but they're—they're they're like, "Oh, I'm dating one. I'm married to one." You're like, okay. And, you know and half—that's not an excuse, bro. And you half know? the time, because he said uh, my two closest friends are Mexican. His other Mexican friend, bro, don't even speak Spanish. He celebrated Cinco de Mayo. Like, bro, he don't even have a flag on him. Like, the basics. He ain't he ain't a part of the crew. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and I know, and it's just situations like this, bro. It's, it's beautiful, but it's sad to see so many people that you used to talk to. Mm-hmm. They show their true colors, bro. So even when, bro. When this went down, bro, I went to Buffalo Wild Wings with Cannon, bro. We went to this place called Pekin. Pekin's where I live specifically. Pekin was actually one of the most racist towns in the ever in the world, bro. That's where the KKK originated. Oh, really? Yeah. And so, um, hey, bro, you want, you want to know how racist this place was? Their Definitely. school mascot before being the Pekin Dragons were the Pekin Chinks, bro. Bro. Wow. 
What school is this? I'm gonna go over there and take a shit on him. <laughs> Peking Dragons, bro. And this is the high school I graduated from. Peking, like P E K I N G. Peak, no, just P E K I N. But that's when uh, they they do have shirts saying Peking. Wow. Peking. But yeah, no, Peking. I found everything, bro. It literally their 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 mascot used to be Chinks, bro, and it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. No, look it up, bro, it, and it'll blow your fucking mind because there was actually people defending it to not change the name. There was actually people saying, no, no, this is part of history. This is, you're going to, no, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's fucking insane, bro. <laughs> you know, but that, someone made a, someone brought up a good point that when it comes down to issues like this, it's typically rural versus urban areas. If you think about it, it's just yeah. rural and urban. Period, period. And because and he even said, bro, my, my, my friend even said, he was like, man, you living up in Chicago already got your mind, you're already brainwashed. You used to be a cop lover. You used to be, no, I never said I fucking like cops. I never did that in my life. I just agree that not all of them are bad, but I never said, oh, no. And then me living up here made brainwashing. No, it opened my mind more, if anything. Mm-hmm. The fuck? Like, you small-minded town-ass people, mm-hmm. like, it, it, it's it's perfect that literally that the description is perfect yeah it's you, rural for sorry what was that sorry no it's it's literally what you were gonna say bro it's, it's literally rural versus bourbon it's really yeah. mm-hmm. i was gonna say do you think it's also small-minded of those who who know that like not all cops are bad but they say fuck 12 like they're kind of doing the same thing as the other party right they're just like grouping everybody together like i don't know uh, I, from that aspect did you hear about the the one bad apple. Uh, you heard that term? One bad apple. Yeah, the one bad apple from the bunch. No, you can explain no. it. So when when you explain the one bad apple, you have a a, a basket of apples, right? You have one bad apple. If you don't get rid of that one bad apple, the rest of the a- apples in the basket are bad apples now. Mm-hmm. But if you choose to keep the bad apple in there, what do you think is going to happen? It's going to rot. Rot the whole. So you have to remove that bad apple immediately. Right. And this is what we're talking about. Now we're holding officers uh, accountable for their actions. Now we're holding, because, bro, all of them were cheese, bro. A lot of them probably were mentoring a lot of the rookies that are the reason why they shoot first and ask questions later. Bro, earlier, bro, earlier, bro, at work, this this dude was so worked up over the mass situation, and uh, <laughs> he he came, you know, I was detailing uh my my position at work is pretty much I'm a salesman, outside salesman. I go to construction construction uh, sites and sell the materials. Pretty cool. Now I was just detailing my truck because I was about to go out tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? And me with some people, so I'm detailing, killing. killing. This dude comes behind me. Hey, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. all right. Do you know what, what's the name of the GM here? Da, da, da. Again, like, he wouldn't let me buy anything because I didn't have a mask. And I was like, well, that's the rule, sir. He was like, no, fuck that rule. Da, 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 da. Oh, this, he's a fucking thing. I'm a cop. I'm like, all right, what does that have to do with what's going on? You know? Like, you just threw that out. Now I really don't like you. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Just because you told me you were police, now, now I'm not cooperating. Whatever form you're about to say, whatever, anything, I'm just going to say, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and, and I'm, I I told him like, bro, like, why are you so easily triggered if you're a police officer? And he was like, oh, I just think it's stupid. I'm like, bro, if a mask bothers you, bro, I could tell you're one of the people 
that shoot first and ask questions later, bro. So I, I dismissed them. I'm like, no, you have a good day, sir. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything else to say to you. But it's just situations like that, bro. I just – I see what you're saying. That's the bad apple. Yeah. And it's also He's, just the abuse of power. It's, I think I think just being human, right? Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the Stanford project or Stanford experiment, but like once you give anyone a lot of power to do anything that they want, it kind of gets to their head real quick. So then they abuse it and they become, I guess now that we know, not now that we know, but that we see now as the bad apples and that we got to weed out. And now uh, they're getting arrested and held accountable, bro. And that's what's uh, a lot of the point is, man, you know, we're bringing up the riots, we're bringing up the looting, we're bringing up everything. I don't know if you remember, bro, but the seven days after the assassination of Martin Luther King, you, you remember what went down? You're talking about like Hellfire. during the peaceful? Hell on Hellfire. Earth, mm. Hell Hellfire on came down, dude. Yep. Over $47 million in damages. But you know what came out of that? We got the this far, right? The beautiful Civil Rights Act. Yeah. People don't understand, bro, that that if you poke at somebody for that long mm-hmm. and you don't expect ruckus like that, what? <laughs> yeah, because when I was still new to this, too, I was talking to my friend who was black and I was just asking her questions. I was like, so, you know, just like yada, yada, what do you think about this? And she basically said what you said. She's like, you know, you poke a, you poke a, um, a dog for a long enough time, it's going to bite back. Yeah, and, and here's the thing, bro. Like, I feel for the mom and pop shops. I really do. But a lot of mom and pop shops, they're okay right now. They're straight. You know what I'm saying? They got, you know, they got GoFundMes going. They got insurance money. I feel for them. But the thing is, bro, they try to aim it at them. What about them? What about them? What about them? You know, okay, I understand that, bro. But it, it, there's a price to pay as a society when shit's been going down so long. And you just, you don't, you can't tell me how to handle it because I've tried, a lot of people were trying to tell me how to handle the situation, but they, I asked them, okay, so if looting and, and building, putting buildings in fire was not the answer, what is, and they couldn't tell me. Okay, then shut the fuck up, you know, and that, and that's just plain to the point, bro, because what, what, I'm trying to tell everybody is you if someone murdered my son out of what happened you know if if, if George Floyd was my son mm-hmm. <laughs> if that was my brother if that was my father I don't give a fuck bro I'm doing what I gotta do to let the message out and when millions of Americans want to let a message out, you can't tell them what's right and wrong at that point. Because it's working. And people can't tell me it's not working. I'll, I'll send you a link later. But there yeah. has been so many bills processed just because of this, this, this altercation, bro. It, sorry that it had to be George that had to go through it, that, that he was the one. He was that last year. But yeah. Bro, I'll send you a link later. But, dude, yeah. the amount of action that has been going on, and this is the same article that I pull up every time. So, what does looting prove? Oh, well, this. Mm-hmm. And and also, you know, just not um, aside from 
racial injustice. You know, Chris, remember we spoke to uh, Dave O'Donnell about ex, ex, um, Extinction Rebellion? Yeah, yes. So he's Extinction Rebellion is an organization to fight um, climate change, right? To fight the environment. And he even, he like personally asked me, he was like, hey, can you send me that um, that podcast you did with that Hong Kong protester? Because we, I think it's time to, to send a message out. I think we need to get a little violent. So even shit like that, it doesn't have to be about race, right? When it comes to the environment and the longer that people push, you know, eh, whatever, eh, eh, someone's got to send a message out. Yeah. It's when the majority partakes in civil disobedience. That's really when something's going to start happening. Because when society is like, in a sense, not, not moving, right, because of certain things that they view as wrong, then that's when the people are, start to question, what are we doing? You know, because like in reality, right, like right now, it's unfortunate to say, right, like what a lot of times it's, I would actually say like a lot of people right in the States actually feel like it's more or less like we're more fearful of the government, right? And that should yeah. be the case, right? The government should be fearful of us because we are the ones that elect these officials that takes the, you know, the power to then better regulate our economy, our government and everything like that you know and i think right now is really the time where they're really seeing that oh shit you know this is a serious thing it's a serious problem we gotta address it exactly and and look and here i hope this is the part that you you guys edit and put on your pages to, to talk about what's going on so if you guys can use this segment right now what i'm about to say is that i appreciate it uh but Look, point blank, period. I mean, I'm rocking my flag right now, and I got a Tupac shirt on right now. You know what I'm saying? This just shows how much. If you have a mentor or somebody that you look up to or a brother or a sister, and they're black and you're not saying anything, you're part of the problem. That's just point blank, period. Um, for, for so much going on and for you to be silent, that shows an acceptance and it shows that something's not getting triggered here or in the heart. Because the amount of people that I've had to argue with, they've showed so much energy towards the looting, but they never had any energy towards the death of George Floyd. And frankly, that's fucked up. That is. A piece of property triggered you more than a life. There's no way going around it. You were more offended over a piece of property than someone laying on their back with a knee on their neck shouting for his dead mother. <laughs> That's fucked. You no longer have any right to speak on anything BLM, Brown Pride, Asian Pride. You, they have no anything they say is no longer valid. A life is everything, man. And, and and if you did not speak out during these times, and the only time you spoke out is to try to pinpoint that George had a past, like all of us, you're a part of the problem. You're a part of the issue. And I hope that you change your ways. And if you don't choose to change your ways, may God bless you because he's going to come to you one day for, for, for judgment day, and you're going to have to speak to him. You're going to have to talk to him on why you didn't say anything. Point blank period but anyways 
I appreciate any any African American that anything has ever done for me, which is a lot. I, I have a whole list. I mean, I named a couple earlier, and I could keep going, but that's just the point. I mean, I think I have, <laughs> you know, obviously other than my pops and my mom, I mean, other Mexican I look up to is George Lopez and Gabriel Iglesias. Like, <laughs> other than that, I mean, everything else influences from African Americans. Tupac, Nelson Mandela, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Kevin Hart, Michael Blackson, like like everybody is African American that's ever had an influence on my career or me as a person or how I move and everything. So look, man, you got a brother who's black, you got somebody it, you have to say something. You can't keep silent and uh, you know, I've said my thing and I know a lot of the Latino artists out there didn't like it, and I don't care. I really don't. They never give me any, there, there's no love there, you know, when it comes to that. And, that, and then I think we talked about that before, that I, I feel like, did, did we speak on that? Did you say that the Asian community tends to not show love to the other, like the other Asian community or? Yeah, uh, you mean Asians? We've spoken about yeah. that. Yeah, it, it, yeah, and people find it weird. They're like, oh, we, we thought Mexicans would be the ones to, you know, and it's not like that, you know, and, yeah. and that's when you guys said, well, yeah, it's pretty similar. And all right, you know, and mm -hmm. I speak with uh, Maurice Prophet, the, the CEO of B-Side Studios, who gave me my first co paid comedy gig. He says the same thing. He was like, yeah, black people don't help each other out. I'm like, that's crazy because, you know, and I feel like it's you're always in your own people. Mm -hmm. And which it, it should be more like that, you know, picking each other up instead of like, you know, pulling them down. Mm -hmm. It's like it is a pretty big problem, like at least in like a lot of uh, Asian communities where not saying like, you know, it's everyone. Right. But like a lot of the times it's like it's always about like, oh, look who look at how um, you know successful this person is and look at how successful that person is. And then look at where you're at. You know, it's always a lot of comparison. He said, she said and kind of like, you know, a lot of BS like that. And it's really it's not right. Right. You know, because like you're instead of giving the individual more motivation to achieve more, right? Or to do better. You're just putting them down into a deeper hole, right? That they're already kind of like, like suffocated in. And that's just really unfortunate. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I just don't understand it. And that's something I'll never understand, but that'll never be me as well. I mean, I'm always going to show love to my flag and the people that rep it, regardless if I get it back. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, I mean, it's, uh, it's people say it's a lot of nasty times going on, but I think it's it's a, a lot of beauty in it. Um, I think we've all learned to appreciate everything that we've had before. I, I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. When I, I my first patio, bro, I was in awe. I was just like, wow, I'm sitting at a restaurant again. This is pretty cool, you know. Like, oh, yeah. like I ordered a little bit of everything. I had an appetizer. I had a a beer, I had a soda, I had a burger, I had Treat yourself, oh, man. I had, dude, I had dessert, I had bro, and I you know, oh, yeah. stop you're making me hungry now, man. <laughs> <laughs> Here bro, Damn. I got a, I got a brownie for you, bro. Oh wait, I didn't get to ask you shit. Um what sparked the, the march in Pilsen Little Village? Oh, okay. So what really got it going was uh so obviously, if you guys didn't hear about it, the land kings of Little Village and Pilsen uh, did their own security uh, through the neighborhoods. Uh, they were making sure nobody was going to loot the, the small Mexican shops. Um, 
And uh, I feel bad, but there's a lot of black folks that dri drive through Pilsen or Little Village. And so Mexicans just start shooting on point blank sight. Oh, wow. Now, now that triggered the, the statements of, you know, Mexicans have always hated blacks more than whites hated blacks. So that's what triggered it a lot. But that's what triggered our march too, to, to show that we're, that it, that's not the point, that, that what was going on was just to make sure our, our, our businesses were okay. But, I mean, even in the gang sense, um, I'll be honest with you, bro. Even when I was young and stupid, I just thought every black person was affiliated with the Gangster Disciples, which is, which is an arch enemy. And, but here it comes to find out there's black people that were under the same sign as us. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's that weird, bro, because even I had another homie, uh, big, big gang Damo. He's a, he's a big rapper in Chicago. And, uh, he was trying to state that too. Like, bro, Mexicans need to quit trying to shoot at me. I'm, I'm under the five like them. And, and they're trying to, you know, they don't even know. They think I'm GD. I'm not GD. I'm, I'm with, you know, and, uh, so that's a situation too. Just, you know, claiming that every black person is in opposition on that side, on the gang side. But, you know, if you didn't see though, there was a video too that the the gang, the leader of uh, the Black Disciples was were in Pilsen with one of the leaders of the Latin Kings. And, you know, they were chopping it up together. And, you know, they pretty much had a truce and they were shooting guns up in the air. And, you know, they were, it's all good now, you know, but that's what really triggered the march is just so we could prove the unification between brown and black. Sure. Yeah. You see, that's kind of like where a misunderstanding kind of like you know, that that happens, right? Yeah. Because like it's like at first it's like, oh, you know, we're just here to protect these storefronts, right? And then it's just like, you know, they're little kids, right? You know, they learn from, you know, their parents and their grandparents and everything like that, right? They've, if they have like this fear for, you know, you know, the black community, it's like it's just going to rub off on them and then they're going to have the same mentality going in. Even if uh -huh. they meant to do good, right? You're just... Now you're 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 profiling in a sense, right? And you're thinking, yep. assuming that you know, oh, they're gonna they're gonna do something bad. Yep. Right. When in reality, they're just passing through. You know, whether they're yep. going home, going to work, you know, yep. going, going to the protest, right? That, it's just yeah. You know. Yeah. No, and that's why I was like, I didn't want any of my my friends to be caught on that, just because people were being stupid, you know. Yeah. And, you know, something that was beautiful turned out so ugly in that essence, but it sparked up what to show what kind of unification we truly had because, I mean, yeah, it was a dope idea. Yeah, that's so dope that these gangs said, you know, fuck it. We're going to be the, the our own security for tonight. We're going to make sure nothing happens. Like, that was mm -hmm. cool. Like, that was dope. But for it to turn what it did, that was, that was kind of trash. But like I said, yeah. there's always beauty in the ugly. And that was, you know, it was a little ugly couple of days because I had homies, a couple of homies that lived by there. And, uh, you know, but as soon as that sparked the, the black and brown unity marches that, uh, you know, cause I mean, that was important. That was, that was, uh, that's was something we needed. Um, but that's when, like I said, I even bring back the, the aspect of it. It's like, dude, you guys are going to see, and the world's going to see so many mixed babies in the next 10 years. Yeah. We're breaking down barriers. We're breaking down. I mean, you're hey, Vincent, your girl's white, right? Yeah, Irish. Irish? Okay, see? They're going to have some really mixed babies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure which uh, which cup to pick up. Do I pick Sorry, up rice wine or do I pick up beer? Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <It's like> Potatoes. <laughs> after uh, OnlyFans, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> I would tell my kid, you were made on OnlyFans. Oh, my God. We crazy. made $200 off of you. <laughs> <laughs> to pay for your damn hospital bill, bro. Oh, my God. That's wild. Y'all wild. That's Wait, funny, yo, so... <laughs> Yo, Chris is so serious all the time, man. Huh? You're so serious all the time. That's just how, that, that, like, that's my nature, though, you know? It's like, that's no, just no. how I am. I can hey, joke no, around, but, like, no. It's... But, but that's the perfect way to, I mean, your guys' setup <laughs> as a podcast is perfect. You got somebody who's serious and somebody who's playful, like, yeah. uh, overly playful. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, it's a, it's a it good gets really, It gets really goofy and really weird real fast. <laughs> <laughs> I I always do this shit where I like I, I I like spit out a joke or I'm saying some goofy shit just for like you know to get a to laugh out and then I, I always look at Chris to see if it was okay. <laughs> oh, it's fine, you know, it's fine. It's just like I'm like, was that really necessary right now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just works out though, like yeah, Ruben it, said. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. no, that's what I'm saying. You need that shit. That's dope as fuck. You need mm-hmm. you need that. And but, just kind of like how the world right now, right, um, kind of needs in a sense needs this right it's unfortunate it's like you know complete shit but like you know a lot of people designated 2020 as a throwaway year right a year that mm-hmm. is lost in a sense yeah right a year gone in our lives but in reality right it's like kind of like the way i see it is like a chance to change or like right to change get your act together right yeah in a more global scale Right, because because we have all this downtime, we're able to follow the media, we're able to follow the, you know, like the protests, we're able to see what's right, what's wrong. We can put, you know, officials in check that need to be put in check, you know. Yep. And this is all going towards a potentially better future, you know, because it's like, in a sense, I like to use this analogy, like um, you're you're like a caterpillar, right? You know, this society right now, the years like a caterpillar just going or entering its like um, catalyst stage, right, going to that cocoon. And then what's going to happen at the end of the year, right? It's going to be a beautiful butterfly. Right? Yeah. See, it, that's what that's what I'm saying. Like, with our generation, we, we know we're good at adapting. And to those that don't adapt, they're just going to suffer next year, you know, because, I mean, you got to realize, dude, so everything's not going to – nothing's going to be the same. Oh, and, no, not at all. And, and uh, nothing's going to be the same. And, and, but we realize that some people – are still stuck in the idea that it's going to be the same. So they're still doing the same shit that they were doing before, you know? And um, it's just, they need to realize that, that, I mean, I'm already, that's why I got this little tripod thing on my bower. Uh, because I realized that I probably won't do another face-to-face audition for another two, three years. You know, mm-hmm. now it's time to invest in a, in a video audition setup. That's just facts. That's that's uh, what's gonna have to be. It's gonna be a new norm. You know. Yeah. I mean, you've also seen it in commercials, uh, advertisements. Everything is talking about a new normal, and mm-hmm. with it being a new normal, psychologically, we know how to prepare for something like that. We're starting to figure out what we have to do for that new normal to be not so scary. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, it, it's uh. Like I said in the beginning, bro, my anxiety flared like crazy, bro, because like I said, the unknown can either be so easy going or just fuck with you so much. But yeah. us us being hustlers and us wanting to be ready, everything triggered to where we're like, all right, now it's it's we had our two minutes to cry about it. Now we gotta get ready 
and start figuring out how this new norm will, will fit in. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. going off of that, man, we're actually going to wrap up, but you know, like you said, um, learning how to adapt and, and investing in yourself. What other last bit of advice you'd like to leave us, man? So and back to investing in yourself, right? I didn't really speak on that too much, but right back to investing in yourself. So, for example, man, when I'm trying, when I was uh, doing all my comedy shows, man, I was always looking for somebody to film it. You know, there's a lot of shows that I didn't get to because I just simply couldn't afford uh, somebody filming it for $200, a 15, 20-minute set, and then just giving it to me non-edited. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, dude, I'm going to come out of this with a W and figure it out. So, you know what I'm saying? So I've saved enough money to buy my own setup to where I don't have to be like, hey, please, can you feel me? Please, please. <laughs> you know, you knock out middlemen. Keep trying to figure out how to knock out the middlemen. As soon as you do that, you're going to save a lot of money in the, in the long run, and you're going to save a lot of time, and you're going to learn a new skill too. So, uh, guys, invest in yourself. Invest in yourself, invest in yourself, invest in yourself. Uh, be willing to learn new things. A lot of new things are coming up. Be ready to be a student. Don't be don't be ready to be a master. Be a student. Student is, is not a bad thing because once you become a good student, then you learn to become the master. So be excited for learning as well. Um, because if you try to become the master right off the bat, you ain't gonna be the master. You're gonna be <laughs> you're gonna be in the background still trying to figure out how to do everything because you didn't want to be a student. So, anyways, guys, I appreciate you guys always uh, showing love, man. I love your guys' podcast. Everything you guys do. Thank you. For getting Mario on, like, that was a dope interview. Just saying my big brother, just, you know what I'm saying, chop it up with you guys. Um, shout out to New- No Gravity Records as well. Um, what else? Uh, that's it, guys. Uh, much love, man. And I hope to hit a patio with you guys if you guys are down. I don't know if you guys are, like, in total isolation, which I understand um, if you are. But if you guys want to hit a patio up soon, please let me know. I'd love to hang out with you guys. Definitely. Uh, while social distancing and with a mask on. Um, but, uh, yeah, the parks are open, guys. So, if y'all are even trying to go to a park or whatever. But. Mm-hmm. For sure. Anyways, Definitely. appreciate y'all, man. Appreciate you as well. That's very beautiful. So, yeah, and uh, with that said, Vince, would you like to uh, go ahead and close us out? Yeah. Um, and, actually, Ruben, do you have any Instagram handles? Where can people find you? Baby or chapter 23 on the gram. And uh, you might see something on SoundCloud soon, so stay Ooh, tuned. For sure. Um, your boy might just uh, keep going with some comedy rap, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, fire mixtape incoming. Fire mixtape, bro. <laughs> hey, I put a snippet of Rudy Gobert, and I, I a lot of people loved it. So That's I haven't fun. released it yet because I just didn't think it was right to release something mm-hmm. during these times. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But I might have another banger here soon. But uh, anyways. That as well. We have Baby Ochata across everything. Honestly, 23. Snapchat, Mayama Ruba 23. Um, my only fans, Baby Ochata. <laughs> uh, hey. so, anyways, guys. Yeah. Love y'all, man. Be safe. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and then, thank you, Ruben. So, and for all our viewers and listeners, you know, you can find us at The Eating Cast. Um, that's everything, The Eating Cast. Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff um and uh yeah so if you guys really enjoy our show um leave a like comment you know subscribe hit that follow button let us know we we appreciate all the feedback mm-hmm. and with that said again ruben i see you eating right there <laughs> uh thank you again for coming on and for our viewers and our listeners we just want to thank you for tuning in to the eating cast and with that said we'll see you on the next one take care and bye-bye bye bye